Over the past few years, our world has never been more connected to each other. However, most of those connections are happening online. We have access to everyone and everything, and we know everything that everyone is doing, and yet we've never felt more lonely. So today I wanted to talk about that. Loneliness is something that I have dealt with, and so I wanted to share some ways that I've been working on it to hopefully give you some ideas how you can work on it too. Are you ready to make a change in your life but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Welcome back, everybody. For those of you who are new here, my name is Camille. I'm married to Jared. We have four kids. I'm a working mom, I love Jesus, and I'm a mindset coach. I have come to learn that there is so much power in being vulnerable and sharing experiences that you've either been through or that you are going through, that you're in the middle of, because there's always somebody else who's experiencing it as well. And when we talk about it, especially as women, we help each other so much. So today I wanted to talk about loneliness feel as though since the pandemic, there's just been this big shift in our world and connecting with each other. And here's the thing. We have been trending towards less and less real connections in our lives for a while, but I feel like COVID caused it to completely change immediately. It was almost overnight. And so today our world is more about connections that happen online and not so much in real life. And whether we admit it to ourselves or not, it has a big impact on us and our lives. I firmly believe that humans need connections. They need those real life connections. I also believe that women need women. I love to hear stories like you read about it in history or even like in the Bible of how women used to meet at the well each day to gather water and they would talk and communicate and share struggles and encourage and uplift each other. And then I feel like even a hundred years ago, like women were getting together to sew quilts for each other or to shuck corn together or whatever it was to prepare meals together. And the saying that it takes a village to raise a child. I just feel like our modern life today has sometimes made it hard to have that village feeling. Our village has become more the people that we follow on Instagram and they don't even know who we are. It's this one way connection and yet we're so connected to it. I have been in the social media influencer world for a long time, and I feel like right around 2017 or 2018, so about five or six years ago, I realized how much it had messed with me. I was living for approval from strangers, from people I didn't even know. I was sharing my life and sharing my kids and sharing personal things for other people that I didn't even know. And most of the people that followed were super nice, but man, there were some out there who were just looking to tear you down like complete strangers that didn't even really know me. They only knew the things that I posted and shared. I know that there's a big problem with online bullying with teenagers and with kids at middle school. I think there's just as big a problem with women. 
Some of the most terrible things that have ever been said to me were said to me in my DMs from people who don't even know me in real life. And because I was investing so much time and so much energy into creating this social media account that people would follow and I'd gain more followers, I learned that I was so lonely. I was longing for connection. But what I didn't realize is that I wanted real life connection. I wanted a real friend. But because I was spending so much time trying to connect with my audience and trying to connect on social media, I just felt like I was missing out on opportunities for real life. Now, I don't want you to think that I believe you can't have connection online because you can. And I have actually met some amazing people online, but it's just the initial meeting that happens online. And then usually the relationship forms when we meet up face to face or talk on the phone or message each other individually or small group conversations on social media. But social media in general, just people following each other, that's not the real life connection that we want and that we really need. So about five or six years ago, I removed myself from social media. I don't personally use it except for few private messages here and there with family or friends, or every once in a while, I'll update my family picture. But that's it. I do use social media for business. And I'm so grateful for social media that it has provided so many great opportunities for people like me, for moms to be able to work from home and just this beautiful world of online jobs. But I do keep my family and my personal life off of social media. Now, This podcast, I have been a little bit more open and a little bit more vulnerable talking about my family in different situations. And this is the most I have shared about my family in years in the public light. But what it comes down to is that there really are only a few people in my close circle of real life friends who know me, who know what's going on in my life and that I really, truly connect with in real life. I used to think that people who had tons of followers on social media, man, they had it all. Like they had friends and popularity and just everything that they could ever want. But what I have come to learn is this, they really are some of the most lonely people of all. Since 2020, surveys have shown that about 22% of adults today are lonely. And I even feel like that number might be higher. These are people that are willing to share and open up that they are lonely. And I bet that that number is even higher among women, especially moms who sometimes feel maybe trapped or maybe that they don't have opportunity to make connections as much as other people because of they are needed at home. But women need each other more than anybody else. We are wired. We are programmed to have community and to have those people around us. So if you are feeling lonely, like you are wanting that connection, but just can't find it, I promise that you aren't alone. With all the work that I have done with the Mommy Tummy Fix program and with my own health and wellness, I feel like we all kind of know the checklist of things that we need to do each day to stay healthy and to stay mentally strong. We need to move our bodies. We need to drink water. We need to focus on whole foods. We need to make sure we take time to be still or meditate or pray. And I mean, the Mommy Tummy Fix program, it's literally a checklist of small choices to make each day 
And unfortunately, there isn't a checklist of what to do if you are feeling lonely. Like we have this checklist for health and wellness. But what is fascinating is that loneliness does play into our health. Because if you're lonely, it can cause additional stress. It can cause anxiety. And research has shown that connection with people, real life connection, can impact our life's longevity. So I just wanted to offer some different ideas and some tips to help you find and make those connections in your life that you are needing. And these are things that I have learned and that I have actually done and used in my life that have helped me so much. And like I said at the beginning, I just feel like there is so much that we can learn from each other if we're willing to be vulnerable and share these things. So that's where I'm coming from today. Okay, so here's idea number one. There is a big difference between being alone and being lonely. I can be very extroverted in my work, but I've come to learn that I'm an introvert in my personal life. I love being at home. I love staying in. I'm totally comfortable going to a movie or traveling by myself. Sometimes big crowds can be overwhelming to me, and I a lot of times need alone time to recharge my batteries. But even if I'm okay being alone, I can still be lonely. We need that connection with other people, even when we are comfortable being alone. I feel like since the pandemic, we've gotten used to being alone. And we've even accepted that this is the world we live in now, that we can be alone. I agree and feel like it's great to be alone sometimes. But be open to the idea that in order to not feel lonely, it's going to take some effort for you to get there. I can talk myself out of getting together with people all the time, whether it's a church group or a book club. Like, it's just easier for me not to go. It's just easier for me to stay home, wrapped up in a blanket, watching a show on Netflix by myself or with my kids or with my husband. And those are great. There's a time and a place for that. But I also have come to learn, like, once I just go, once I just get out the door and show up at that church group or show up at that book club, I do have a good time. In fact, I even love it. So I want to challenge you to push yourself through the discomfort of going, of getting up off the couch, of putting a bra on so that you can go out in public. Because once you are there, you are going to feel that joy of connection. Okay, here is idea number two. I want to encourage you to stop worrying about yourself and make it be more about others. I don't know about you, but anytime that I'm going to some group event or a gathering or even just out with girlfriends, I get in my head and say things like, people don't like me. I'm really weird, kind of quirky. Maybe nobody understands my sense of humor. I didn't feel like putting on jeans tonight, so I'm wearing sweatpants or whatever it is. I get in my head. And it's really hard to be motivated to go and be with people when these are the thoughts that are swirling around in my head. And this is what I have come to learn. No one else is thinking about you. They are just as worried about themselves as you are about yourself. So, so maybe it's time to stop thinking about yourself and start looking for that person that needs you, that needs you at this gathering that you're going to or this outing that you're going to. There's somebody there that needs you. And if you are so busy thinking about yourself, you're going to miss it. I honestly believe that you are the friend that somebody else needs right now. And your job is to keep an open mind and an open heart while you actively search for this person. Now, I said actively search. 
because it does. It takes active work. You can't sit back and wait for this person to fall into your lap. You have to be the one to do it. So you have to stop worrying about yourself and you have to be okay making it about somebody else. Who needs you? Who needs you right now? There is somebody. The women in my church community get together every couple of months, maybe every other month. They just gather to talk or we'll do like dessert night and we'll eat and we'll mingle or maybe we'll learn something together. It's usually some people from the church planet. Most of the time, I talk myself out of going. I tell myself I'm too tired or my schedule is too crazy. But the times that I do have an open schedule to go, I get in my own head. I start saying things like, oh, I'm going to go alone. Who will I sit by? What will I talk about? When somebody once gave me the best advice, they gave me this advice when I was in college, and it stuck with me for all these years. They said, instead of worrying about you and who you will sit by, search out for that person sitting alone and sit by them. Talk to them. Ask them about themselves. And when I stopped making it about me and started thinking about that one person that needed me, I showed up completely differently. I even dare say I showed up more confidently because suddenly I wasn't thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about my inadequacies or thinking about that my hair isn't done or I'm wearing a baggy sweatshirt or whatever. I was thinking about that one person who needed a friend. So my idea for you is to stop worrying about yourself and make it be about somebody else. Okay, here is idea number three. This is something that I want you to remember. Despite what you see on social media, Not every woman out there has a ride-or-die group of friends that is always living their best life. After being in the influencer space for the past 12-plus years and seeing real life behind the screens of what people are sharing on social media, I wish it was required to share what's really going on. The good, the bad, the struggles, and the real. I had to learn that social media is someone's very best day or very best moment of their life or a day or a moment that they create specifically for social media. And the thing is, I found myself comparing crappy, ordinary days to their best days, to their best moments. And that's not fair. That's not fair to me, and that's not fair to them. So I had to learn to stop watching these strangers or stop watching these people and being so invested in the social media life of somebody that I don't have a real-life connection with that made me feel bad about my own life. And I had to learn to start living mine. It is up to me to create the life that I want. Not a life that's worthy of social media and sharing it on social media. I had to create the life that I really wanted. And I was wasting time watching others live the lives that they are creating. Once I started to remember that not everybody has this tight group of girlfriends always living their best life. And once I started to realize that it's up to me to create the life I wanted to, things changed. Creating that life means I had to take action. Can you sense a theme here? It's going to take some action. It's going to take some work on your part. And yeah, that work won't always be easy. I promise you that it will be worth it in the end. But here's the thing. Sometimes that action is a really big win and sometimes it's a big flop. A couple of weeks ago, it was the start of summer and I just was feeling like I hadn't seen some of my neighbors for a really long time. All of us have, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have kids and we're just in a busy phase of life where kids are playing sports and we're just taxiing our kids around. And I just felt like I had not seen my neighbors for a long time. So 
I went out of my introverted shell and decided that I was going to do something with all the neighbors. And so I'd seen this online. I'd seen a couple of other people have done it, but they called it Treats on the Street. And on a Sunday night, I just said, hey, we are going to have treats out on the street of our neighborhood. It's Sunday night, 7 p.m. Bring a treat to share and a chair to sit in if you want to. And we have this cold stack in our neighborhood. And so I made about 100 little flyers and my kids and I walked the streets and taped a little flyer to everybody's doorknob, inviting them to come. And you just never know who's going to show up. And I was so scared that maybe two people would show up and it ended up being a great turnout. We had lots of families come and we had such a fun night just connecting and talking. And because I was willing to take action in, instead of just feeling like, oh, never get invited to anything, I had to be the one to do the inviting. And so that was a big win. But sometimes we're going to have big flops. I have teenage kids and I've talked about them before and we're getting to the end of summer. And so everyone's kind of just getting bored here at home. And my teenage son wanted to do something, but he's like, none of my friends have reached out today. And so I encouraged him, why don't you invite them to do something? They have season passes to this amusement park that's close to our house. And I said, why don't you just text a bunch of people and see if anybody wants to go to this amusement park with you for the day? And so he did. He's not one who likes to be in charge or instigate anything. And I was building him up, building him up like you can do this. And and he sent out a text. Hey, does anybody want to go to the lagoon today? My mom can drive us. And crickets. Nobody responded. Not one. He sent it out to like 10 kids. So sometimes taking action, it will flop. And it never feels good. It's one of those really hard life lessons to learn. And as I talked to my son about this, reminded him like, hey, it's not about you. One of my favorite lines that my husband and I say to each other all the time is, what else could this mean? And so we talked about it. What else could this mean? These kids didn't write back maybe because they're out of town on a last minute vacation with their family, or maybe they already have plans for today, or maybe some of them have summer jobs and they're working those jobs, or maybe they can't afford to go to the amusement park or they don't have a season pass. What else could this mean? It's not about you. And I had to keep reminding him, it's not you. It's just the situation or whatever situation those people are having. And I just encouraged him, like, don't let this be the reason you don't reach out again. Try again. Maybe it's a bad day. Maybe it's not the right place they want to go. Like, try again. I think it's important to remember, too, like, as I was sending out these flyers to everybody in my neighborhood to join us for treats on the street, I think it's important to remember that sometimes we have to be the ones that do the inviting. We have to be the ones that bring the group together or that do the gathering. And it's not always comfortable. And if you're like my son and you feel just nervous instigating that, I know that it's uncomfortable. But sometimes you can't sit around and wait for the invitation. You have to be the one to do the inviting. I was talking with a woman who was feeling these feelings of loneliness. And I was coaching her through some other things, but this topic came up and she mentioned that she lives in a neighborhood where there's this group of ladies who are so tight-knit and very clicky. There are about seven or eight of them and they get together all the time and they're very public about their get-togethers. They share it on social media and they just make sure that everybody knows that they're the ones getting together. And she was feeling so bad because she wasn't invited and she was watching them get together and they lived across the street from her and she could see 
all their cars out parked in front of one of the girls' houses and they were just all together and she knew she wasn't with them and she had felt this way for a long time. This had been going on for more than a year. And as we talked about it, just had the thought like, okay, so this is seven or eight ladies in your community. There have got to be more other young moms in the community, maybe many of whom also feel very left out or who feel like they're not included either. And so when was the last time that you did the inviting? That's what I asked her. When was the last time that you invited some people to come over? You feel bad because you didn't receive an invitation with this specific group. What if you made your own group? What if you did the inviting? I think sometimes we have to really take a look at when's the last time we took action to make our own community around us. Another thing that I want you to understand is that taking action one time might not do much, but maybe it will get the ball rolling in these connections. Like we talk about all the time on this podcast, it's the small things that you do consistently. And so maybe for me, that treats on the street is going to be something that we do a couple of times a year. And what's so fascinating is because we had this neighborhood gathering with treats on the street, it got the ball rolling. And now somebody else is going to do a back to school neighborhood get together. And they were talking to me about it the other night and they're so excited because we had so much fun. And I thought, this is awesome. Just took one person to get the ball rolling to help other people make those connections and to help other people take action to make connections happen, to make that community feeling, that village feeling happen. I think that there are certain seasons in our lives and certain times in our lives where it's easier to make connections and to have these real life connections. When you're in school, you're surrounded by these people every single day. I had friends in elementary school, and then I had a different group of friends in junior high, different group of friends in high school, and they become your friends. They become these important people to you because you are spending so much time together. And then after I graduated from high school and college, like my work friends became my work family. You spend so much time together every day that you get to know each other. And it's because of that time you spend with them that you have these relationships with them. But I found that it was so different when I got married and became a mom. At least when I got married, I was still working and had my work family around me. But when I became a mom and decided to be a stay-at-home mom and leave the workforce, I just felt so disconnected from people. I felt like I was spending all my day with babies and little ones and toddlers. And it was so lonely for me. And I know I'm not alone because I've heard other moms share the same thoughts and feelings that it can get so lonely. And so what can we do? What can we do when we're in those seasons of life where we can't connect with people every day? We can't spend hours and hours of our day with other people. And so what I would like to encourage you to do is just look at the season of life that you are in. When I was a young mom and feeling so lonely, I had to find ways to connect with people that I could do with my kids. We had a park that was close to our house, and so I heard of some ladies who would meet at the park once a week for a play date with their kids while the moms would sit around and talk, and I just started to go. It was even during one of my baby's nap times, and I would pull the baby out of bed because I needed that connection 
with other moms. I had a friend from college who was feeling the same way when she started having babies. And she lived in a different city far away from me. And she started a walking group. She just put it on Facebook in like their city page and just said, hey, I'm so-and-so. I have two babies. I would love to connect with other moms. I go walking every day around this park. If you would like to join me, I'd love to have you there. And she was able to meet some amazing moms through just reaching out in this community Facebook group. My sister is the queen of this. Her husband was in medical school for years and years, and she lived in like five different cities over like a 10-year time period. And so she just always was moving and it was hard to make friends. And so she just decided she was going to be the person that was always inviting people. Now, she was in med school. They were so poor. She didn't have money to spend, but she just tried to find things that she could do. She would invite moms over all the time for lunch, and that lunch would be peanut butter and jam sandwiches. But she got to know so many moms and their kids. She would set up play groups. She would just invite moms to come over and watch a movie after the babies had gone to bed. People just wanted to be invited. People will show up if you are willing to be the one to do the inviting. And they might not show up on the first time, might not show up on the second time, but don't give up. Just keep trying. Just keep inviting. Another way, if you can't get together with moms or other people in your same season of life in person, find ways to connect online. This is where social media and the internet is amazing. You could start a Marco Polo group of other moms or women your age. You could start, we even used to, this was during the pandemic, but we used to do Zoom calls with a group of my friends just to connect and talk. And we would wear our pajamas and everybody would bring like hot cocoa to the the party as we were winding down at the end of our night or whatever it is that you want to do. There are so many ways that we can have real life connections, even if we can't be together in real life. I have found as I'm entering this new phase of life where I no longer have babies or newborns or toddlers, but my kids are going to school all day and it just kind of is this new chapter of life for me. And I'm still so busy with my kids' schedules, but also I have this maybe a little bit of open time during the day or even some nights. And so some of the ways that I have found to connect with other moms are joining a local book club found that on a Facebook community page. Or you could start your own book club. And even I used to go to the book club, not reading the book. I just went for the social interaction and the food. I would bring a treat to share and they didn't care that I hadn't read the book. I just needed and craved that connection. Once I was part of a recipe group, which was so fun. And it's actually a big reason why I started my other business with my sisters, our recipe website and company because I loved recipes and I loved cooking and I loved finding meals that I could feed my family. And so we had a recipe group where we'd get together and swap recipes and people would make one of their recipes for everybody else to sample. And it was just such a fun night to get together and eat and talk. And I just loved that connection that I had with other women. And what was fun about that recipe group is we had women of all ages and all stages of life. We had women who had just graduated from high school all the way to women in their 70s who still love to cook and entertain and needed some new recipes. So whatever it is that you're passionate about, 
find other people who are passionate about that and find a way to come together to have those real life connections or to talk or to meet. One of my favorite ways to get to know people is to go on a walk with them. It's funny what happens when you can walk and talk at the same time. I had a new lady in my neighborhood just move in and she was trying to get to know everybody else. And she actually was the one inviting women to come walk with her in the mornings. And it was so fun to walk and get to know her. And so that's another idea just to start a walking group. I've heard of crafting groups, women who will get together and just make a craft together, use their hands, be creative. I used to love to do scrapbooking back in the day before it was all digital. And I loved getting together with women and scrapbooking and creating, but also connecting and snacking and talking the whole time. I was once part of a freezer mill group where we would make the freezer mills at home, but then come together and swap them. And then when we'd swap them, we'd obviously sit and talk for an hour or two just to catch up about all the things that were going on. I've also been part of a freezer meal group where you prep all the meals together, which is overwhelming. And you hope somebody has a really big kitchen that you can do it in. But it was so much fun. It was messy and crazy. And we were tired at the end of the day, but prepped a ton of meals for our family and had such a great time connecting and talking that it just one of my favorite things. Another thing that we have done that also includes our husbands, our spouses, our partners is to start a date night group. We did this kind of started during the pandemic. We just had a couple of neighbors that we had gotten to know a little bit. And so my husband and I just reached out to them and said, hey, we're going to eat dinner at this park. We'd love to have you join us. And so these other couples came and brought their own dinners and we sat at the park social distance. It was a weird time. But we got to know each other and then we just kind of made it a thing where we go out to dinner now maybe every other month and it's continued on for a couple of years and it's just my favorite to connect with these people and it's also really fun to connect as a couple. You're really lucky if you can find some couples where both you and your husband find friends that you enjoy out of the, all the couples so I hope that you can find that for you. One of my favorite things that I had been invited to by just some people in my neighborhood was a late night froyo run. Basically, I got a text one night and it had there were probably 20 people on the group text. And it was just one of our neighbors that said, hey, I really need some frozen yogurt tonight. I'm going to be heading to this place. Meet me there if you need it to. I'll be there at 9 p.m. And it was so funny because every mom, almost every mom in that group text was like, I need this too. I need this too. I'll be there. See you there. I can pick you up. And it was just so fun to get out of the house. We all showed up in our sweatpants and our jammies and ate froyo and connected for about an hour and then went back home. And I just felt so re-energized or just came back a little bit more ready for what I had to do as a mom. And it's just amazing how sometimes those connections with other people who are in your same situation or who understand what you're going through just helps so much. What's so fun is that these were all groups that other people started that I was lucky enough to be invited to. It feels really good to be invited. But sometimes in order to be invited, you have to first do the inviting. Like I've talked about throughout this whole episode, it's going to take some action on your part. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to throw a huge party. You do sometimes have to do something. And if it feels super overwhelming, start small. I heard someone say once that connections are key to our happiness, and I couldn't agree more. I feel like a lot of times when we're feeling lonely, we feel sad. And in order to feel happy, we need more connections. We need more connecting with other people. 
in our lives. And so, like I said, if it feels overwhelming to think about inviting a group or gathering a big group, just start small. One way that I did this, that I heard from somebody else and I I decided I would try it, they challenged us to reach out once a day to somebody from your past and just send them a quick text or even a video message and just connect with them. Just say, hey, I was thinking about you today. Hope you're doing well. And just something simple. It doesn't have to be anything huge. To me, that felt like I wouldn't be able to keep it up if I was doing it every day. But I thought I could do this once a week, maybe on Sundays, just because it's a little bit different day, a little bit slower day. I could reach out to somebody from my past, reach out to somebody that means a lot to me, and just reconnect with them and do it sincerely. Not because, oh, I've got to send a text to somebody. It's like, no, I really genuinely want to reconnect with this person because they mean a lot to me. It's so funny as I've done this over the years. What's been fun is it's been reciprocated. And just the other day, I got a text from somebody that I had texted a long time ago, but she just reached out and said, hey, I saw this meme and it made me think of you. And of course it was a meme and it was hilarious, but I just thought, I love that. I love that she felt comfortable enough to reach out to me out of the blue because I would feel the same way with her. And just that little thing of her reaching out to me I just felt so reconnected to her and it put a smile on my face and it made me grateful for the people that I have met in my life and the people that that have crossed my path. There is somebody that needs your friendship today. There is somebody that needs exactly who you are and what you offer today. But on the flip side of that, you also have to remember that you aren't for everyone and that's okay. Sometimes you're going to send out those invitations and some people aren't going to show up. Or sometimes you're going to send out a text to try and reconnect with somebody and you won't get a response. Maybe you aren't for everyone. Or also, you can remember it's not about you. What else could this mean? Maybe their phone number changed. Maybe they're on vacation. Maybe they're not feeling well today. Maybe they dropped their phone in the toilet and it's not working. We have to remember it could be something else. It's not about you. It's hard And as a people pleaser, that's hard for me, but I'm not going to let it stop me from trying to connect with people. I hope that with this podcast, it's helped you to realize that you're not the only one who has those feelings of loneliness or those feelings of I'm not included or those feelings of I wasn't invited. Something must be wrong with me. Promise you are not alone, but I do want to challenge you to take some action to find a way to have a real life connection with somebody in your life and to make that connection count. It's going to take a little bit of work. It's going to take some action on your part, but the joy that comes from real life connection can change everything. It can completely turn a day upside down. It can completely turn a situation into something else and it can completely help you have a better and happier life. Because women need women. We need this connection with each other. I hope that today's episode just gave you some ideas of maybe things you can do to take action right now. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be something small. But whatever that action is, just keep at it. Keep that ball rolling. Get in a momentum of doing things that help you connect with other people. And I promise you, it will help those feelings of loneliness not feel so big. I hope you to realize that there are times when it's okay to be alone. And there are times when we really, really need each other. 
Thanks for joining me today. I love having these conversations with you. Like always, if you are looking for help with certain things in your life or you just need a community of women around you, I would love to help you. Just head over to mtfchallenge.com and sign up to join our small group coaching. We've got amazing things happening and I just would love to have you be part of that community. So thanks for joining me today. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.